0: Okay, good evening. You good, Desi? Okay, the time is 6. I call this meeting order. This meeting is being held as a connected meeting in accordance with special procedures during declared disasters. And I'll ask the recording secretary to take roll call.
1: Chair Basner?
0: Aye.
1: Vice Chair Lang? Board Member Evans? Present. Board Member Ashburn? Present. Okay. Um, board Member Borgelt? Board Member Gould? Board Member Plusinski? Board Member Clausen? Oh, that's sorry. Uh, town Council Liaison Council Member LaFleur? Here. Staff in attendance, Brad Boland. Present. And myself, Abigail Nichols, thank you.
0: Thank you, and did you make note that Robert is online? Yes. Thank you. I, I think you're still muted, Robert. Um, so we have four members of the board present with, um, let's see here, one, two, three, three three. Three members missing as well as our uh, liaison. Mr. Boland, has this meeting and agenda been noticed in accordance with requirements of the Open Meetings Law? It has. Thank you, sir. Um, minutes from the September 6, 2023, board meeting have been distributed to the board. If there are no changes, additions, or deletions to the minutes, a motion to accept the minutes as presented will be accepted. Do we have a motion?
2: I move to approve the meeting uh, meeting
0: minutes. Okay. Moved by Mr. Ashburn. Do I have a second? Oh, I'll second. Um, the recording secretary, could please take a roll call vote.
1: Chair Basner? Aye. Vice Chair Lang? Aye. Aye. Board Member Evans? Um, abstain. Board Member Ashburn? Aye. Thank you.
0: Okay, it's approved by a vote of three to zero with one abstain. Brad, since we just meet quorum, can we have an abstainment?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think on minutes, it's fine, since it was still a majority. Okay. I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I'll double-check with legal, and if we have to bring it back, we'll bring it back. Okay. But I think because it's a majority,
0: we're fine on minutes. I'm just curious. Yeah. Since we've never had that. Yeah. My recollection.
4: Mr. Chair, the reason I abstained is since I wasn't present. Yeah, no, I, I yeah.
0: understand. Yep. So. I just want to make sure we can even close it out. It was my only concern. I'll double check then. As I said, if if we need to, we'll just bring them back yeah. next meeting no, to so. formally approve them. Thank you, sir. Um, the board will now hear updates from Town Council liaison Councilmember Lafleur. If you don't mind.
5: Yes. Thank you, Chair. Um, last night at Council, we discussed the and approved the 2024 budget, uh, not only for the town uh, core services, but as well as our partnerships, such as the Chamber, the Historic Preservation Board, the DDA, DMA, the EDC, Castle Rock Senior Center, Douglas County Heart, Housing Partnership, and Douglas County Youth Initiative. Um, so we we heard from everybody last night and approved all those partnership agreements and budget that we contribute to as well, like I said, is the the town's 2024 budget. Um, We're also pursuing um, Lost Canyon, the acquisition of almost 700 acres of open space to uh, continue on the Castle Rock border on that eastern, uh, southeastern side there of town, which would be an amazing acquisition, and we would just continue to honor that open space uh, for trails and wildlife and public use. Um, We also uh, had, finally, first reading with the topic of and decent exposure, public nudity, and public places, just to kind of codify that language in the town ordinance and bring it up to a state and uh, county um, level there so the town is protected with all of our town parks and amenities. So uh, three big topics we covered last night, and um, that's all I have for you guys tonight. Thanks.
0: So since our budget was part of that, we are we at the same level?
5: Same amount. Okay. <laughs> I
0: assumed as much, just want to make sure we didn't go down. <laughs>
5: yeah, no, no, we didn't go down, but no significant raises this year. We've had quite a, a dip in sales tax revenue, having to pull money from other areas just to kind of keep up with our road improvement maintenance projects and kind of keep the core services moving, you know, really heavy on police and fire and public safety for for money.
0: Cool. Well, thank you.
5: Yeah, thank you, too. Uh,
0: does anybody else have any questions for Council Member LaFleur before I move on? Okay. Uh, now we have action items our discussion is hpb 2023-019 420 jerry street downtown historic preservation grant application for the chamber of commerce and hpb 2023 020 310 4th street downtown historic preservation grant cantrell courthouse the board will now hear from mr Bowen. thank you chairman um so we
3: I wrote two separate staff reports, but it felt, you know, in hindsight, we probably could have done it in one staff report, so I'm going to give it a, pres- you know, we're going to do both, both items in one presentation, and then at the end, we'll just have two separate motions, and I think just moving forward. This is the first year we've had two grant applications. Um, this is our third year. We've had one each year, and this is the first time we've had two, so it's a, um, a little bit of a learning curve on, on the best way to do this, but um, we're ex- I'm excited to uh, present to you um, the 2023 Downtown Historic Preservation Grants. Um, The goal for these grants is to support property improvements um, in the historic uh, character of downtown. Uh, Town Council approved $50,000 for the program in the 2021 budget and the 2022 and 2023. Um, Each grant is not to exceed $25,000 of matching funds. These have to be matching funds per project per calendar year. Eligible projects um, include exterior work, roof repair, and or maintenance of mechanical uh, systems, not interior work. Um, these matching grants can be for 50% for most work and then 25% for um, roof repairs. Um, the grant is, uh, is a reimbursement after a project is constructed and open. And uh, an important thing is the property receiving the grant would be encumbered in, in, by a historic preservation easement to the town. Um, this was originally approved in 2020. This grant um, we have two rounds of applications: one in fe- due in February and one due on August first. We did not receive any grant applications in the February first. Um, due to these larger amounts, um, the Historic Preservation Board's a recommending body, and Town Council um, will be the final deci- decision maker, and they'll be here in this at their first meeting in November. Um, this is separate from our existing other grants, um, such as the local restoration grant or the DDA facade grant program. So the first grant request is for, is for 420 Jerry Street. Uh, this is the Chamber of Commerce building. It's also known as the Christensen House and also known as the Victoria's House. Um, the building is at the southeast corner of Jerry Street and 5th Street. And it's a two-story ryolite building uh, built around 1989. Uh, the property is locally landmarked. Um, THIS PROPERTY DID RECEIVE A uh, HISTORIC PRESERVATION DOWNTOWN GRANT LAST YEAR FOR SIDING WORK uh, FOR JUST UNDER $25,000 ALONG WITH A LOCAL RESTORATION GRANT. Um, THE PICTURE ABOVE I BELIEVE IS IN THE EARLY 90s BEFORE THEIR ADDITION AND THEN THE PICTURE BELOW IS A uh, PICTURE FROM THIS YEAR um, WITH THE uh, SIDING WORK THAT WAS uh, APPROVED um, IN THE PICTURE. Um, the grant request is for roof repair so they are going to replace with an in-kind roof Um, the roof was identified in the cultural survey as um, pre-existing they're not exactly sure when it was done um, but they didn't note note that it was in character with the rest of the building it is an asphalt um, shingle roof Um, the grant would be for 82 about approximately eighty two hundred dollars The second grant application is for 310 4th Street, uh, it is also known as the Canchell Courthouse. Um, the building is at the southeast corner of Wilcox and 4th Street. and b- The building was actually built on the corner in 1890 um, and then was moved to its current location in 1920. Um, the grant application is for the replacement of nine windows on the second story. Um, it it is worth noting that the applicant did go ahead with the work um, they had a rental uh, turnover and they um, so they wanted to get that work done before they put a new tenant in also the um, window manufacturer that they decided to go with could guarantee a timeline um, where the other vendors couldn't so they just felt like they needed to move ahead um, and then um, submit for the grant um, the property is not locally landmarked it is of historical significance um, the 20, uh 2010 cultural survey did identify that it would be eligible for local landmarking. Um, I did speak to the property owner, and they did look at the historic preservation easement, and you know they're comfortable with that. They also, you know, also in our conversation, basically the historic preservation easement would effectively landmark the property, and so they are um, going to consider moving forward with a local landmark. We, the first step would be to update the cultural survey. And so kind of in the next month or so, we're going to kind of talk about that process and probably start it. So we, I did want to let you know um, that the owner is aware of what the historic preservation easement does and, and kind of what they're thinking moving forward. So in the uh, downtown uh, grant policy, they identified criteria and priorities. Also, we've not really had to worry with on prioritizing anything because we've usually had just one grant. Um, FOR BOTH OF THESE GRANTS, THE TOTAL IS $15,000, AND WE HAVE A BUDGET OF $50,000. SO WE ARE WELL WITHIN BUDGET, AND SO WE'RE NOT TRYING TO FIGURE OUT, YOU KNOW, WHICH PROJECT IS, YOU KNOW, MEETS THE PRIORITIES MORE OR LESS, BECAUSE WE DO HAVE FUNDING um, THAT'S SATISFACTORY. Um, THINGS THAT WE'RE LOOKING AT IS THAT, YOU KNOW, DO THEY HAVE THE MATCHING FUNDS AVAILABLE? WE DO LOOK AT THE PROPERTY IS LANDMARKED, um, OR IF IT HAS historic SIGNIFICANCE. Um, TO BE ELIGIBLE, THE PROPERTY NEEDS TO BE WITHIN THE DOWNTOWN CORE DISTRICT, WHICH BOTH THESE PROPERTIES ARE. Um, WE ALSO PRIORITIZE prioritize BUILDINGS THAT FACE COURTHOUSE SQUARE. Um, THE CHAMBER IS KIND OF JUST OFF THE, YOU KNOW, ABOUT A BLOCK AWAY. THE COURTHOUSE IS ABOUT A HALF BLOCK, BUT IT ORIGINALLY WAS on ONE OF THE ORIGINAL BUILDINGS ON THE uh, COURTHOUSE SQUARE. We do look at if the property is owned or leased by a nonprofit organization. Uh, The Chamber of Commerce is a nonprofit. Um, Cantrell is owned by a private uh, citizen. Um, We do look to see if these projects meet the Secretary of Interior standards, and uh, per my analysis, they do. And both um, applicants have demonstrated that they have the ability to uh, pay for these um, projects so in summary um staff finds that both grant requests meet the criteria and prioritizations as outlined in the downtown historic preservation grant policy and staff recommends approval of both grant requests um unfortunately both applicants um, were not able to make it they do plan on making it to the town council meeting Uh, they had prior engagements that they weren't able to change i think the chamber of commerce is at a uh, conference up in glenwood springs right now so um, I'm happy to answer any questions.
0: Does any board member have any questions for Mr. Bowen? Mr. Lang, do you have any questions? Hey, um,
2: Brad. On the uh, first application, it was for the roofing. It is that what I heard? Correct. That's, yeah, um, and what was the new roof material going to be comprised of
3: it's going to be an Jingles. asphalt shingle um similar to what's already on there
2: okay and do we know what was on originally
3: it was originally a wood shingle we do not know when it was um changed
2: okay so um if it's in this one this one is on the historic register or wasn't
3: yes it is locally landmarked and i and i will point yeah. out when they um back in the 1990s they got a state historic grant and part of that state historic grant was part the asphalt sink shingles so the state historic okay. board actually approved you know we're, were okay. fine with the roofing material
2: okay got it that was where i was headed yep you answered I don't know if I muted before, but um yeah Brad, you answered where I was headed, so thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you, Mr. Lang. Mr. Ashburn. I don't have any questions. Okay. Well, hearing no questions, um we have a proposed motion. Um so I move to recommend that town council approve a downtown historic preservation grant for eight thousand two hundred and ten dollars to assist with the re-roofing replacement for the Chamber of Commerce located at 420 Jerry Street per the grant application submitted by the property owner. Do I have a second?
1: I'll second that motion. Oh, okay.
0: Thank you, Ms. Evans. After the uh, recording secretary please take a roll call vote.
1: Chair Basner? Aye. Vice Chair Lang? Aye. Board Member Evans? Aye. Board Member Ashburn? Aye. Thank you.
0: Okay. Thank you. That vote is approved four to zero. MOVING ON, I MOVE TO RECOMMEND THAT TOWN COUNCIL APPROVE A DOWNTOWN HISTORIC PRESERVATION GRANT FOR $7,146 TO ASSIST WITH THE WINDOW REPLACEMENT FOR THE CANTRELL COURTHOUSE LOCATED AT 310 FOURTH STREET PER THE GRANT APPLICATION SUBMITTED BY THE PROPERTY OWNER, AS LONG AS THEY ARE FULLY KNOWING WHAT THIS ENTAILS, AS YOU OUTLINED FOR US, MR. Bowen. I was second that. Okay, thank you, Mr. Ashburn. If uh, we could have a roll call vote, please.
1: Chair Basner? Aye. Vice Chair Lang? Aye. Board Member Evans? Aye. Board Member Ashburn? Aye. Thank you.
0: Okay. Thank you. The motion is approved, for four to zero. Now move on to our public hearing items HPB RESO 2023 003, a resolution approving a request for a landmark alteration certificate. 4217 4th Street, 403 Wilcox Street, Keystone Hotel. The board must evaluate this proposal under criteria established under the municipal code as summarized in the staff report. The board will hear from staff, applicant, and the public. Does any board member have a conflict of interest or any other matter he or she would like to disclose prior to proceeding on this item? Mr. Lang? None. OK. No. Thank you. Um, pu- Public comments, Uh, we don't have any public comments, so (laughs) we're good on that. Um, We didn't have any online, anything other than the email that was provided to us? Correct, yeah, so I would like to add that email um, to the public record um, that was provided to you at the dais. Okay, we will add that to our written comments and entered into the record. Uh, Mr. Boland, if you could, please give us your staff presentation
3: thank you so i am here for um, the keystone hotel landmark alteration certificate Uh, the property actually has two addresses as it has two storefronts uh, 217 fourth street and 403 wilcox the property is located on the northwest corner of north wilcox and fourth street Um, the building was originally built in 1901 and it was actually the the east part of the building was built first And then uh, an addition on the west side was built in 1920. Um, It's a two-story building, and it is a great example of the use of rhyolite in the town of Castle Rock. And I've provided in our staff report the cultural survey that goes into more detail um, on the history of the building. Um, The property has gone through several landmark alteration certificates and and a major uh, restoration project, I believe, back in the 1990s. Um, just last year, uh, a landmark alteration certificate came before this board and was approved for a patio on the west side. Um, on, as you can see through the uh, rendering, um, the vines on the west side of the building were, were intended to remain. Unfortunately, during construction, um, they were cut back significantly, leaving bare this west wall. Um, as you can see on the picture on the right, it does appear that these vines are going to grow back. They could fully grow back. We hope they're going to grow back. We don't know how long that'll take or kind of in what shape. So, um, the owner, Dylan Walls, who's here present with us, you know, he is invested in this patio and would really like to kind of spruce up that wall in the interim. And so, through his kind of thought process is he, he reached out to me several months ago and said, hey, what do you think of a mural? And I know he's been working through several different artists and several different renditions. And as you can, on this upcoming slide, this is what he's proposing on this west side wall. He does, he is proposing that, that he will let the vines grow back. He would like to have the option of being able to manicure them to um, around the face to leave the face kind of visible. Um, this rendering doesn't kind of fully take into account that patio so that lower portion where you have the courthouse and the rock really wouldn't be visible as visible from the um, sidewalk so one of the challenges uh, on this project is we don't really have any true guidelines on on how to handle murals Um, there's nothing in the um, Secretary of Interior standards for rehabilitation there's no You know, they they have kind of like some worksheets and and different kind of supporting materials that you can reference, and and nothing really references murals. Um, So, staff took a look at kind of what does other, what do other municipalities do, and we found there's a wide range. Um, You know, some municipalities say no on uh, historic preservation boards, uh, buildings. They they just don't allow them, and some of them do allow them with certain guidelines. And so, we kind of looked at them, and we kind of decided what kind of was what fit Castle Rock and what we're trying to achieve through our historic preservation efforts. And so, looking through different um, different communities and, and what they kind of considered, I, I pulled these as considerations and how to apply, how should I analyze this compared to the interior standards for rehabilitation. So, I'm not saying that these are the criteria to look at them. I'm just kind of like, these are the thought processes and how, to, how I'm going to apply the standards of rehabilitation and, and kind of some best practices. So kind of best, you know, the initial best practices is to only allow one mural per building. Um, murals are, you know, again, limited to just one, one elevation, one side of the building. They shouldn't wrap around to different sides. Um, looking to maintain that historic public facade, you know, we really should consider murals to be permitted on side or rear walls or alley walls. But not on any wall that faces directly to public sidewalks or streets. I think murals, you know, looking at maybe putting it on walls that lack historic details. Um, You know, if this was on a rhyolite wall, probably wouldn't be appropriate. But this is a kind of gray cinder block wall that had been covered in vines. And that kind of goes into the next uh, bullet point, consideration of the historic significance and condition of the materials the mural would be located upon. The historical significance of that wall was really the presence of the vines and not the underlying um, brick wall, gray brick wall. And, and as we stated, that the idea is that the, the vines would grow back. Um, we don't really want to get into considering the content of, of the murals, but we do want to make sure that you know, like the color scheme is appropriate. You know, if this was fluorescent purple, pink, and orange, it would be out of character with the building. Um, what we have proposed here is a grayscale, grayscale uh, mural on a gray wall. So it, it feels like that that is, you know, in context with the wall. Another thing that we look at, you know, is what's the ability, if we ever do an addition to a building, a historic building, if we were to remove that addition, we'd want to be able to maintain the historical integrity. So the ability to remove the mural without damaging uh, the building materials, and so, um you know, talking to Dylan, he looked into you know how would how would he remove this if, if need be, and and so he looked at uh, soda blasting, and, and with that type of paint, I uh, believe that that would be a good way without damaging uh, the stones or the rock. Um, so staff, you know, we find the proposal meets the uh, criteria for review. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back two slides. So. You know, we look at the historic preservation plan, the Castle Rock design, Castle Rock style. When we look, to you know, does this generally conform with the goals and, and strategies um, that we have for historic preservation? The landmark alteration criteria in Chapter 15 outlines, you know, s- specific criteria, and then we look at the Secretary of Interior's standards for re- revealed, re- <laughs> rehabilitation. And I've outlined that in the staff report in detail, and I'm happy to address any point in those um, standards if you have any questions. Um, so in my analysis, sta- staff finds that the proposal meets the criteria for review, and staff recommends approval of the landmark alteration, and I'm happy to answer any questions and, and look forward to your discussion. Okay. We also have the applicant, Ooh. Dylan, um, who is going to provide a little bit background, you know, on, on what he's trying to achieve here.
6: My life. <laughs> um, unfortunately, those vines did come out um, in the process of putting the patio up, um, which caused other significant problems. In terms, all of a sudden, we had water coming into the walls, um, into the apartments upstairs. So we've already put uh, a clear coat, elastomeric paint over the top of the thing that you can't see, um, just to try to try to minimize that. Um, so. You know, once we started thinking about it, um, you know, the historic aspect of our building is is cherished by me and my family more than most people would know. Um, you know, we've run restaurants in multiple historic buildings. Uh, we used to run the Rocky Mountain Diner in the Ghost Building downtown, another old, very beautiful building, just like the building we have. Um, so we started thinking, again, along the lines what would make sense for this building? How can we put a mural on this wall and not have it, um, you know, detract from the character of the building? Um, you know, lots of the murals you see around town—not um, necessarily down here, but throughout Denver. You know, throughout any other big cities, you've got, you know, lightning striking a Tyrannosaurus Rex striking. You know, whatever crazy murals with crazy designs. Um, we wanted to do something um, in grayscale, very muted, um, type of thing that you wouldn't even necessarily notice unless you were like, oh, double, you know, took a double take at the building. Um, so, again, thinking historically, uh, you know, started to rack in my brain, like, what's, you know, what makes sense for, for Castle Rock? And was like, well, you know, what if we went way back in terms of, in terms of historic, you know, the history of the area, Um, you know, and kind of going back to the the absolute early days of what was, you know, what was going on in the 1850s um, in our area. Um, What you find is you get to, you know, 1860, and the Colorado Indian Wars were going on. Um, Basically, Denver started to boom, um, and, you know, there was, Western expansion; uh, the Native Americans were starting to get kind of kicked out of you know of their of their homelands. Um, so I started looking. And I said, you know, what what Native Americans might have been um, relevant to this area, right? Um, came up with Chief Black Kettle. Uh, he was famous. Um, for his involvement in signing the treaties that uh, were ignored during the um, during the Sand Creek Massacre, um, so what I found interesting is that the Sand Creek Massacre actually has its roots right here in Douglas County. Um, tensions were starting to boil over between uh, Native Americans and settlers, and what happened was I don't know if you guys had ever heard of this before, but it's called the Huntsgate Massacre, um, literally in Elizabeth. So the event that was kind of the tipping point that led to the Sand Creek ma- that led to the Sand Creek Massacre was the murder of a family that was right down the street in Elizabeth, um, a homestead down that direction, and that is what then led to the Sand Creek Massacre. Um, I don't purport to be a, a history teacher by any means, <laughs> so I'm probably doing a bad job of explaining it. But um, Chief Black Kettle was, was an amazing guy. Um, he, you know, like I said, he signed this treaty. Um, the treaty was ignored. Uh, Sand Creek Massacre occurred. Even beyond that, even after his wife luckily lived and was shot nine times... During the whole um, event, he continued to be a pacifist. He continued to, to push for um, for peace uh, during and throughout all the, the Colorado wars, um, Indian wars. So, yeah, I thought it was a great way to, you know, add some historical relevance. Uh, you know, what was occurring in this area. Um, you know, in the, in the 1800s and, and how can we kind of play off of that with our historic building. So, um, yeah, that's, that was what we went with in terms of the, the top or I guess we don't have the picture up. Um, in terms of the top and then, you know, one thing I had mentioned with Brad is that I, you know, I was like, man, I, I would love to, to stick the, um, the old historic uh, courthouse up and, and involve that somehow. Um, so you know, we we stuck that at kind of the base of um, the Castle Rock, um, you know, with the with a muted Southwest, um, you know, kind of plant scene at the bottom, which is, you know, lens more south of west, I guess. <laughs> um, but I still think it's kind of relevant to to the area as well. So that's the. The basis in terms of why we chose Chief Black Kettle. Um, again, it's a you know it's a nod to the to the history of the area and and something that I think most of us, you know, even when you were in, in grade school, learned about Colorado history. Um, these things didn't pop up for me. I'm I'm nearly forty, um, so it's starting to you know histories that that we didn't learn in school are starting to become more relevant now. I just think it's Was a way to kind of um, make note of that, I guess, in the mural. So, any questions? Seven?
4: No. um, I appreciate the amount of research and thought that you have put into this. I think it's a great use of um, a wall that. the characteristics (coughs) changed by accident Sure. Um, hopefully that the vines will grow back
6: and I and I think they will and again um, Brad had mentioned the you know the soda blasting bit Um, I've actually used that on my house which is historic in Denver as well Um, so I know it works in terms of not damaging um, the building they actually use soda blasting uh, on a lot more historic buildings in Europe all the time Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a common practice it's not something that um we'd be experimenting with or anything if we wanted to go that route
0: with the oh i'm sorry
4: no well i was just going to say um again thank you and uh, of a personal note um, my father actually operated the grocery store in that building um in the early 1950s so i'm very familiar with that building How cool
6: (laughs) i love it
0: uh with the vines starting to grow back already how are you just going to paint around them or what what's they have they've
6: come down because we put this um clear elastomeric uh sealer over it um so the the little bit that had come up they came da- came down just for them to do that but yeah i mean uh it's virginia creeper and that stuff creeps <laughs> it goes fast so we were surprised how far it had even come back up the wall um just in you know four months something like that so um yeah, excited to get that propped up and, and growing back up again, yeah. Okay.
0: Mr. Ashburn, anything? Okay. Mr. Wang, anything?
2: Oh, uh, just a couple little observations or comments. Um, so Chief Kettle, oh, I kind of like his mural, he was a Southern Cheyenne uh, Chief, um, and the Cheyennes and Arapahoes called this area home before settlers can arrive. Um, so I like I like that in the mural. My only comment is um, a suggestion. You might want to touch base with the Colorado Commission of Indian Affairs. Um, just kind of run this by them to, because sometimes there are sensitivities from the Native Americans with their murals going up. So mean, um, you might consider that. Um, and then uh, I guess my only other comment is um, on the vegetation that you have in the mural, it kind of makes me think of, you know, Arizona desert versus uh, Colorado area. Um,
6: sure, and, and just to that's... reiterate what um, Brad had said, uh, the, the artist that we, that I, um, that who is going to do this, um, who I searched forever to try to find somebody that could do something in that kind of muted style, um, it is admittedly not a great, um, graphic designer. And so the, when you're looking at this, this image, um, from this angle, it, it kind of seems like it's all one, one entity, but when you're standing in the patio, um, yeah, those bits seem, yeah. they seem a lot lower and, yeah. and seem more kind of relevant to, to what's going on on the patio versus relative to the building, if that makes any sense. Okay. I just thought it would be, if you're trying to portray, you know, Castle Rock with, you know, and you've got
2: the Castle Rock rock there, that the vegetation around it would be more Colorado-ish instead of Arizona-ish, but that's just a personal preference. Sure, um,
6: sure, no, I, I, I hear you.
2: But anyway, that's it. Otherwise, um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've gone by the construction recently and it's coming
6: along nice, so. Good Thank job you. there. We're excited Over. to get open.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Lang. Is any board member have any final questions for either staff or the applicant before we close uh, public comment?
2: Yeah, that's good for me. I'm done. Thanks.
0: Okay.
3: Um, and on this slide, we have. Um, The proposed motions, Uh, option one is the staff recommended uh, motion, but you do have uh, the option of additional um, motions for your consideration.
4: Mr. Chair, I make a motion that we approve the resolution as introduced.
0: Okay. I have a motion. Do I have a second? I'll second that. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Ashburn. Thank you, Ms. Evans. If uh, the recording secretary could please take a roll call vote.
1: Chair Basner?
0: Aye.
1: Vice Chair Lang? Aye. Board Member Evans? Aye. Board
5: Member Ashburn? Aye. Thank you.
0: Thank you. The motion is approved by a vote of four to zero. Thank you, Dylan, for coming in. Thanks
6: so much. I I
5: just had a couple comments or questions. Um, What is your projected opening date?
6: Projected opening date is a moving target, unfortunately. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, They are hoping to be done. With construction by the end of the month, but we all know how construction people are. Um, so, but I, I honestly think that that's that's a real target, and then we'll need a month to kind of, you know, cook the food that we've been cooking actually in the new kitchen. Um, so I'd imagine, hopefully, end of November. Yeah.
5: And are you going with the name Southwest? Is that
6: no. I heard no. no.
5: Okay. I wasn't quite sure in this email we received. Have you announced a name yet?
6: No, we're gonna go with Biannie2. Bianni Two? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So it's a it's a Mexican place, so that's okay. good in you in Spanish. Um, but yeah. And the, about the
5: mural I just wanted to say kind of reminds me of a still image of like an opening scene of either Yellowstone or <laughs> 1883 or whatever, one of the spin-offs. It's kind of a really cool still image of an yeah, opening I was, scene uh, like of history. Just in,
6: in terms of the so in terms I, I of the mural, it. sure. That's what I mean to, to kind of touch on that again. Um, we were thinking the the bit at the top that's more visible from outside of the the new concept um, that that plays more to the building, you know, plays more to the history. And then as you kind of get lower in the in the design, it becomes more relative to you know the concept that we're doing there. That's so dig it. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Okay.
0: Moving on, uh, do we have any update for DRB, Mr. Lang? No meeting. Okay. Well, that's short and sweet. Uh, Mr. Clausen's not here, so we have no, no update there. Um, so let's check quorum for upcoming meetings. So those meetings dates would be November 1st and December 6th. Do I got that right, Mr. Paul?
3: Correct, and I do know that we're gonna be having an item on November 1st, uh, a couple items on November 1st and potentially December, So, but definitely November will be meeting.
5: And I wanna throw in November 14th as Board and Commission Appreciation Dinner. Let me see if I have a location. Is that gonna be
0: at the school? Yep, it's at the school. Yep, at Cantrell. I was Cantrell. actually looking it up myself. Yep, at the
5: Cantrell <laughs> School, uh, 5 p.m.? Board and Commission yep. dinner at 5.
3: Yeah, I've got yep. 5 to Appreciation 7. dinner. Okay. I'm sure it'll so go I hope until just it goes. There. But, yeah, that'll be a great opportunity to tour the school.
0: Ring the bell. Mr. Lang, do you have any conflict on any of the dates?
2: Nope, oh, I'll be back in Colorado, uh, so it should work for me. Okay.
4: No, it works for me. Thank you.
0: Mr. Both those days work for me. Okay, everything works for me as well, so we will have quorum. Great. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mullen, you got any staff update items for us?
3: I do. Um, so, Town Council did um, approve the local landmarking of the uh, Civilian Conservation Corps two meetings ago. Um, and so, also... Um, our consultant got the application in uh, this week, so that's all in. And I need to send the board a email with um, Channel 7 actually ran a quick little segment on the um, local landmarking of those structures. So I'll make sure I get that out to, out to staff or out, out to the board. Um, yep. Yeah, um, I did meet with the certified local um, government liaison to go over our annual review, and we'll be submitting our um our annual review of the on the first and then we do a re- more formal review on the th- every 3 years so we'll get the results of that probably at the beginning of the year
0: um and, and that's all I have for my update and we're good this year on all of our hours right yep yep because Carlos Mr. Salinas covered those before his departure I um
3: I think Mr. Duffin did and then um uh board member B- Borgault actually just okay. attended something too and really you just have to attend one thing so it's a pretty easy bar to meet but yeah. yeah so we've got a current board member and previous board members
0: perfect thank you uh does any board member have anything further they'd like discussed before we adjourn no okay the time is now 6:42. i move to adjourn the meeting do i hear a second
2: I'll second, I'll second it. it. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, we got f- dueling seconds. Uh, so <laughs> we have a roll call vote, please.
1: Chair Basner? Aye. Vice Chair Lang? Aye. Board Member Evans? Aye. Board Member Ashburn? Aye. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, that is approved four to zero. Meeting is now adjourned.